everyone and welcome to a special bonus episode of the nerd room celebrating batman day 2020 guys we are very excited to talk a bit about the bats and focusing right in on the toys this time retro toys something we love to talk about and especially on this this coveted day for the goddamn batman it's batman day 2020 and we are joined by a very special guest myself with the goddamn batman of course we are joined by pete from the straight out of gotham podcast pete welcome to the show excited to talk about some bats with you dude I'm pumped, man. Like this is this is great. I'm great to talk finally talk to Carlos in a in a vocal setting. Uh, I've been typing him for God knows how long, but uh <laughs> just pumped to talk some toys. Uh and just coming off of fandom day two, uh, which is yesterday, but I'm just I'm just I'm still pumped for everything, you know. Yeah, I man, know. The, the DC space has been incredible lately. Absolutely it's been a good incredible. Time. Yes, yes. Carlos, man, we're here celebrating your day, the goddamn bat day. Yeah, man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to have Pete here. We're we're past the point of just the love letters via DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's evolving here. So yeah, we've been threatening to spitball some Batman on the mics for a while. So what a better way to do it than to do here Batman Day with my boys. So yeah. Yeah, very, very, very exciting, guys. And we've got an episode just filled with retro toy talk. We're going to walk through each of our individual childhood toys the favorite bat toys we have and even going back as adult collectors what have we been looking at i can tell you guys with some pure honesty here doing a little research today trying to figure out exactly what i had what my mom didn't give away i got real itchy for some of these figs man i'm not a big batman collector but geez some of those gold cards the returns figures i dug out the penguin and catwoman all this stuff the animated series come on guys it's just an incredible way to celebrate Batman Day, getting into the toys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, it's, it's a celebration of Kenner, right? I mean, it Kenner is. is probably made uh, the toys that we grew up with, uh, the company that made the toys of our childhood. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched that Netflix documentary, uh, The Toys That Made Us, oh, but yeah. it really yeah. captured uh, just our childhood perfectly with from He-Man to G.I. Joe and all that stuff. It was, it, it was great how it translated into like those, those years in the eighties when we were growing up just and our parents were buying toys, not knowing they were creating monsters of the future. You know, as collectors. I, I know, man. And they keep teasing us with the Batman episode. Cause there's that one set that has the 89 Batmobile yeah, sitting the, there. Ba- there's a couple of 89 toys uh, or dark Knight collection toys on there. And you're just like, all right, so when's it happening? Like I want to, <laughs> and need uh, it. I mean, you know, uh, I still want to Bob the goon. <laughs> oh, man i couldn't believe how small that line was actually doing like the real research for the gold car backs just so yeah. few figures in that line i i just i honestly don't think and this goes back to just everything about batman 89 in general i don't think they realized what they had on their hands if they knew what batman 89 would become and what it was going to do it would have been like tenfold you know and from what I hear, like I was born in 86, but what, from what I hear, 80, the, that summer was like insane. So like the buildup to the movie and everything with merch wise, I think if they actually realized what they had in their hands, it was, uh, they would have made more toys. Definitely. Oh, 100%. 100%. The only thing I've seen in my entire lifetime that's been comparable to Batman 89, and I was pretty young back then. So maybe a bit of rose colored glasses, but the Phantom Menace is the only thing that's been close. 
that yeah, I've and they seen didn't since miss then. the mark on that one with the toys. <laughs> no, no, you have a few of them sitting behind you there, brother. Oh, I do, man. I got all kinds of them in the room here in the nerd room. But it's funny you say that, Pete, about what they probably didn't perceive what was coming with eighty nine, and I think that's very much true. You look at what they were doing with stars, at least Kenner. I guess it was Toy Biz at the eighty nine time for that brief kind of hiatus between like two Kenner runs, but yeah. It, right. it, it, so maybe Toy Biz just didn't see what was coming because at that time, they had just coming off the, the big high of Star Wars where they produced literally everything yeah. mm-hmm. under that banner. Mm-hmm. And you look at what they were doing in that action figure space for them to come into 89 in the same fashion that they came into Star Wars in 77 when they had no figures on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, when- I mean, if you just if you ever listen to any interview with Michael Uchland, uh, he will tell you that he was laughed out of many studios. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, because of 89, we are where we are. You know, like Superman 78 has its has its place and it's definitely kind of like the granddaddy of them all. But, you know, 89 is kind of like what really jump started everything. Oh, so yeah. you, you just it was it was a tough time to make like a Batman movie. So I could imagine that Batman toys while Batman's supposed to be aimed at children, they're kind of like skeptical, like, well, are we going to do this? Is this going to, is this movie going to have buzz? Is this going to sell? So I imagine that that, because, and then for returns, it's like they doubled down on everything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and ended up biting them in the ass because no one liked the penguin and they had all these penguin toys. So <laughs> and it, <laughs> what it, they it missed was, out on in 89, they missed, they missed out on again in returns, but for different reasons. And that was the, the, the variant. That's where variants came from is the Batman yeah. space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You look at everything that's produced in that era, it's Batman and a few Joker figures up until the animated series in 92. Yeah. Yeah. Batman launched a thousand ships, man. Without Batman 89, like Pete said, like, you don't, that's what the impetus to Spider-Man in 2000 was. It was that they had knocked it so far out of the park and were making so much money off of this one movie. So, yeah. And it's it's always had special toys, man. Always had special toys. Well, and I think as kids of the 80s and 90s or whatever you want to call us, I don't, it doesn't matter, I don't think, where you were or what you were doing. Everyone had some connection to a Batman figure in some space there. Mm-hmm. And whether you've carried that through your adulthood or not, I think everyone could turn around and say they had one of these superpower figures or they had the returns figures or you know that one or two Batman Joker figures that came from 89 or the Dark Knight collection that followed it. Like everyone has some sort of positive connection to that space because you're right, Pete. It's 89. It it blew everything up. And Carlos, you touched on this too. It really launched the superhero genre in the form that we have it right now. Mm -hmm. Like it, it started that evolution towards the hundreds of Marvel legends, the DC McFarlane stuff, like everything that we've gotten right now, really or like the origin of it starts with 89 and really, Kenner having that practice of Star Wars and a few other lines that really drove them to to make Batman a significant cornerstone for collectors and even collectors in the three and three quarter inch, four inch, whatever you want to call it space. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's such a huge part that I don't think gets enough recognition for being, you know, Star Wars is always recognized as like the brand that pushed merchandising to the next level. And I mm-hmm. probably agree with that. But that was in, you know, the sci-fi space. Like, look at the the superhero, right? You got very few lines that are running at this time. And then by the time we get to 92 and beyond with the animated series, you've got every figure you can think of, Yeah, you know, in the subsequent waves there. 
and it's like you said it, it was kind of like the birthplace of the variant you know like yeah <laughs> they could take one mold or paint it seven different ways uh, whether it's like neon orange green or you know it's like red and blue like everything Arctic batman neon you know radar batman like they'll just give them a, a fluorescent uh or a, what's it, a translucent plastic shield and give, give them a funky name but yeah, uh, it, it's cool. But to be honest, though, that drove me crazy as a kid <laughs> because me, all I ever wanted was a black Batman. It's, you know, I just wanted him in the suit. I'm like, why do I want an orange Batman? <laughs> well, and there was the one in the so, Dark Knight collection, right? That had yeah. the gray and the blue. And that was the yeah. other one that everybody coveted. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it always seemed weird to me, too, because I agree. It's that you want that black suit Batman. Now, I believe they put mm-hmm. one out for the Toy Biz 89 collection there mm-hmm. that was darker, but didn't have it was it was basically just kind of a, a poor plastic sculpt of of what eventually came. But like in the first series, I think for returns, I don't think you get a black suit Batman until well into the line. Like yeah. you, you had you had everything you can think of. I'm looking at a gold suit Batman here, underwater Batman. Like yeah. Yeah. I had that one with the big white wings. All <laughs> this crazy stuff, but yeah. the variants, like you're, it's it's very much that. Like the birth of the variants comes from Batman because even in the Returns line, you get two villains and about what twenty Bat figures. Yeah. <laughs> And it was it was kind of like well known. I feel like the Star Wars variants back in the day were like you know like Luke had like the extending lightsaber or was a different yeah. color. Like it was kind of like I don't know if that's just because of like times changing and people getting more social or whatever. But but it's just like I felt like those Star Wars figures were almost like unknown at the time. They were like urban legends. Whereas like for Batman, it was like oh go hunt these out, you know. Yeah. But for Star Wars, yeah. if you didn't know about it, you you didn't go out and go look for these things. Yeah. Well, because with Batman, they had the different like the figures looked different than the figures on the packages, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Keaton Batman figure, he had kind of this like Tim said, like this sloppily molded head. But then you look yeah. on the back, and it's a black version of the superpowers Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was like a third version of that one too. Same thing with the Joker. So. Oh. They certainly got use out of those molds, you know, even going to returns with the penguin, right? That's the superpowers penguin just repainted. Yeah. I had both versions mm-hmm. of them as a mm-hmm. kid. <laughs> the Batcave too, like the Batcave for those yes. films was just, it's the same Batcave. There's just different stickers and it's different. It's, you know, just, uh, what's it called? Painted differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Kenner was great at this because they repurposed stuff from Star Wars for the Robin Hood lines mm-hmm. and like the, all over the place. But <laughs> the only time fingers. it ever bit them, <laughs> the only time it ever bit them was when uh, Batman and Robin came out and they did the triple change Batmobile from the boat to the for, to the Batwing to the Batmobile, but it was the forever car and not Batman yeah. and Robin. <laughs> so they just they just took the same car and they just put a different uh, they just put red and black on the box. That's so hilarious. That yeah, no, they recycled everything, and it was—it's great as a collector, you know. Yeah, well, it—it's it, you know what, looking back on it, I, I love these stories and almost like the historical part of toys, and especially Kenner because they—you uh, know—you go back to the toys that made us, like you said, there, Pete, and the Star Wars episode, and they basically started there, and they started mm-hmm. kit bashing stuff, slapping stickers on. Yeah. things to get them out and they kind of continue that that almost like they never were able to catch their breath because even around 92 they're doing jurassic park then they've i think at this point they've pretty much lost the star wars license but it, it all changes kind of as you get towards animated series and a little bit beyond when sculpts change 
and you get to forever and you finally get a different Batman sculpt, Two-Face, all mm-hmm. this, right? You get the villains. So it, it's it's crazy and it's interesting and I find it fascinating, the history behind some of these toys. And even looking back in hindsight as a kid, I didn't care. I just wanted another Batman figure. I didn't yeah. care that they're all the same sculpt, that they all move the same, mm-hmm. right? You know, give me something with the, you know, like I said, the, the underwater Batman or whatever. I found the space to play with it. And, and I love it. vehicles too, they weren't limited to just figures. Oh I mean, no, they, yeah, the vehicles. Or they weren't just limited to the vehicles that were in the movies like the there was a bat copter for dark Knight, for the dark knight collection but it was never you know they never shot that yeah. uh the the coops yeah like they had yeah. Those, the, the coop you know uh that, that was cool uh i enjoyed that stuff but uh yeah like it's they were so innovative at the time you know mm-hmm. and they were just vehicles and figures and it was insane well when the big draw for me was that they always had like this touch of the comic books with them right mm-hmm. so it's like is this the comic book batman or is this is this something channeling something that i've read or something from those old cartoons or yeah yeah and it was just it those toys had a special vibe to them for sure yeah. it was generic enough where you're like oh this looks like it was in the movie but it's like you get like well like catwoman for instance like she could be a generic catwoman because like she's got the few little painted gray lines but yeah. it can look like a generic yeah see perfect you got it right there but then you look <laughs> at the, the the penguin and it's not devito at all it's superpowers penguin so it's weird right there <laughs> fantastic it's funny oh, i the, clo- the closest toy i got to me i got a i got the variant mcfarland blue oh that, carlos just grabbed that too <laughs> nice Every, man everyone seemed to be hunting for that one <laughs> I, I can't find it anywhere i found it in a target i had to buy it that's amazing you got it. You got it. All right, guys. Well, there, there's a little crash course in a crash history course in, in Batman toys here. But let's talk about ourselves here. Pete, man, like, enlighten us a little bit with regards to what your childhood looked like. What was your entry point into Batman toy collecting? Uh, for me, it's got, oh, man, it's got to be 94 and all the forever hype. I'm born in mm-hmm. 86, so 94 puts that, like, put me at like, the right age to remember things and those Batman Forever toys, man, they, they just flooded the market. And the Batmobile, the the Batwing, and like they don't make them like that anymore. You no. know, like the, the go check out the Bat the Batmobile for the Justice League uh, toy line. It's horrible. You know, <laughs> like I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't donate that gift. It's so bad. Like it, it's it's a bad <laughs> gift. Uh, it's a bad Batmobile. It's probably the worst Batmobile ever. But like that Batmobile is great. It lights up. Um, and they took the time oh. to paint uh the blue like. Uh, I get, in the movie, it's blue neon, but on the Batwing and on the Batboat, uh, they took the time to paint the little uh, little creases and cracks, and it, was, it just looks great. But um, yeah, even in Batman and Robin, uh, I love the Redbird toys. So like those, that era of Kenner really kind of, and I've gone back and I've collected uh, Dark Knight collection toys, and I've got the Catwoman figure you just had, and the the Batman with the belt, and like I've gone back and collected them because it's such a, I, I wanted them I, as as for 89 i probably broke everything you know (laughs) (laughs) so it's like that's why forever is so prominent because i was able to actually enjoy it and play with it but yeah like i remember i I got a batman a robin and a batmobile and like it was the best christmas ever oh man i guess the nostalgia of those toys especially in that forever time frame too Mm -hmm. when like that movie was toyetic that was a toy commercial Right, oh, merch movie. I mean, yeah. McDonald's made those McDonald's mugs. Yes. Those things are great too. So that's, that's yes. another thing. Well, it's funny you said. I literally just found. I had a Riddler. There he goes. Oh, I, going. I got a Riddler one out, out in the bar area here, and ah, oh, it's it it's was great because the question mark is the handle of the yes. mug. It's yes. there's so much detail in those mugs. It's insane. 
Well, yeah. and McDonald's doesn't do anything like that anymore. No, right? And you're I, lucky it, to get it a It makes piece of- me want to go out and buy a second Robin one because on the back he has the Batmobile and it looks so cool because I yeah. have them out on display. So I, I feel like I need a second Robin just to have, so I have the Batmobile. Oh, man. So, and they and were that- a dollar. They were a dollar yeah. when they came out. Oh, I know. Man. They're 30 <laughs> bucks for like a pack of like two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome that that forever Batmobile. i'll never forget the fact that it lit up mm-hmm. it that was something else man like, that was a it, chunky toy it yeah, was, it was a good yeah. heavy toy i mean just the 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 ideas that barbara ling came up with as the production designer of that movie translated so well oh. to action figures <laughs> yeah like uh it's her, she was she was a genius from like how she just everything they did to create the Batmobile and how it looked it was it was so different than what Anton first created mm-hmm. for eighty nine and what they used in Returns, drastically different and it just you never see anything like it and the Kenner toy it had the little button on the back and the car lit up blue yeah it and was it, amazing it's kind of like this I at the time you're like oh this is a cheap little light bulb with this blue translucent plastic but now like you look at what the toys they sell and that thing is gold. Like it, it well, is the gold standard. It'd be a hundred dollar toy now. Yeah. Yeah. If the light works hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that Kenner excelled at. I think, you know, they did a lot of the variants in the Batman and until later on, they didn't go super deep into the rogues gallery or even replicating what was on screen as far as characters, but their vehicles were always original molds and they're always pushing the envelope on them. And like you said, they didn't limit themselves to just the bat. They had everything. Mm-hmm. in there i have a i have little i think it's called i can't remember what it's called the, it's like a little bat sort of motorcycle thing with the wings that flap down when you push the back button yeah. it's it's all of it was so very very cool now what about you carlos man you're we call you the goddamn batman for for a reason here and your collection goes deep and i know some of it still resides outside of your house but man what was what was your entry point into batman collecting in the toy world yeah, so like growing up, it was like lots of hand-me-down Mego and Corgi stuff from older cousins. So that was kind of the entry point into Batman. And then it was like the superpowers Batman and Robin. Like those were kind of the first new Batman figures that I ever got was those two. So those two had a pile of miles on them. And then as far as collecting goes, it's it's 89. Like you saw that black Batman on that gold package Ooh. with like the yeah. sweet superpowers Batman on the back that I love so much, but he was black and yeah, the belt with the grapple mm-hmm. mechanism to it. And it was just amazing. Right. And, and they had the one with the arms with the wings, you know, where he did yeah. it over the roof. That's a great, that's a great toy. Yeah. So yeah, those, those were special figures for me, like that 89 into that dark Knight collection. So kind of had the Batman and the Joker from 89 and then collected my pennies to buy. Yeah. That shadowing Batman, the mm-hmm. Bruce, uh, the Robin blew my mind because it's like, why is Tim Drake getting an action figure? This is so amazing. He's not going to be in the movie. And he's got a flat top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little did we know, right? And then, uh, yeah, like the blue and black color scheme Batman mm-hmm. uh, from that Dark Knight collection. And uh, yeah, those those were just figures that I coveted, like saving up allowances and whatever, just... I remember them being just such forbidden fruit because they were a bit more expensive and hard to come by up here, but hunting around for those, that's what like instilled that collector bug in me, I think. So, yeah. How about, oh, yeah. Man, I, it's there's just so much going through my head right now, just reflecting back <laughs> on childhood and being like, oh, you guys talk about something specific. I'm like, yes, like I was, I remember that. 
Mm-hmm. And now, now I'm just slightly older. I'm only a year older than, than yourself there, Pete. And it's, it's funny because for whatever reason, and I don't know, I didn't see the movie as a kid, I don't think, because Returns when it came out in 92 was, was portrayed as a super ultra-violent film. And so I was, you know, however old I was, like seven or so. And so I wasn't allowed to go see it. But for whatever reason, my parents bought me the figures to go with it. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. right around the same time as Animated's coming out. And so it's just Batman yep. figures, right? There's no rhyme or reason as to yeah, what they were yeah. buying. It was just about getting me Batman figures. And so the first figures I remember having are the Returns figures. I got the Catwoman, the Penguin, mm-hmm. and some of those variants we talked about. The Gold Suit variant, the weird white Arctic Batman so that was that was my entry path in, but for some reason I do have kicking around. I don't know if it's from the Dark Knight collection or if it's from the actual '89, but I had a Batman that was chewed on like to no end by my dog, <laughs> and I have a Joker yeah. with with the purple hat and it had like mm-hmm. the squeeze bottle at the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the '89. That's the '89 one. So I still have it here somewhere. It's in a bin in the nerd room here. But like that was kind of my entry point in, and I had. Do you remember the uh, the Gotham or not the Gotham, the Batcave, the Wayne Manor front, yes. kind of the accordion style thing where it unfolded mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and I had the one that was like brownish on the front, which I think is the first iteration. Wayne of Manor. It. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's like Wayne Manor. Yeah, yeah. And then you have that the might little be the thing, animated one, or maybe it is the animated one. They they remade that thing yeah, so many damn so times, many times. I can't even tell you. There was I, a I, recent I, line. That I think if you ever go look to buy it, don't buy the oldest one. Just buy the yeah. just buy the one from like Batman and Robin because it's the cheapest yeah. and nobody wants it. But it's the same exact thing. You know? Yeah, it had that like little cool spinny thing where you could put Bruce Wayne in. You mm-hmm. had a Batman in behind. You spun it around mm-hmm. and had like the garage door for the Batmobile and yeah. all that. Oh, it was it was gold. Like, uh, I mean, it, it's best. I don't want to get off a tangent, but best Batcave toy ever has to be the Batman Forever toy. Yeah. Because you could hang the plane up from the top of the back computer. Yeah, it's sitting under <laughs> like our in the movies down yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, you, for, Carlos, you have it? Yeah, for the entirety it's, of my marriage, my wife has been like, can we get rid of this freaking Batcave down like, here? Well, if that goes, you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you, do you have the vehicles and everything on it? Like, is it on display? It's not on display, but okay. I, I do have it complete. It's, so it's such a monster yeah. because, you know, it, it's like you have the, the part for the plane and then there's the part for the car. But then there's like that little elevator that's supposed to be down on the bottom for the boat. Yeah. So it's they really planned it out really well. And it's such a cool it's such a cool toy. It's uh, oh, it's is yeah, this it's, the three tiered one, the big, huge, long one. Yeah, it's yeah. like seven feet long when you lay it. All yeah. Oh, it's properly. huge. It's huge. It's it's literally. It's like you could take that and take all the other Batcave toys they've ever made and just kind of like put it around it and yeah. it'll look like a Batcave. Oh, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It's so cool. Like I, that thing was on display for a long time. And I remember um, coming home from the bar one night and buddy and mine and I, we had had too many get dropped off and it, we ended up playing toys. And it was like the, yeah. the most ridiculous thing. And I remember him at one point in time and he was a bigger guy. And he's, he has the bat wing and he's like, I could take you out because Val Kilmer was also Iceman in Top Gun. So there's no way that <laughs> Michael amazing. Keaton could take him out. And he turns to me, he's like, if you tell anyone that we were playing toys tonight, I will kill you. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. There, there's a memory that's boiled into that set. Like that is... Oh, that's oh. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the things the joys these pieces of plastic bring us, eh? Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's so much. And like looking back on it now as adult collectors, there there has to be 
a certain piece that either you've coveted or that you remember so fondly that you had to have in your hands. Carlos, my dude, man, what what was what's that one piece that stands out from this this retro bat line from DC superpowers all the way through to say Batman and Robin or whatever? What is that one thing that either you have that you you just it's like the grail piece that you acquired from this era that is really about the nostalgia? Uh, for me, yeah, it's going to be the superpowers Batmobile. I think I talk about that thing every quarter <laughs> that, on the show, but yeah, it's just, I I got it later on in life, but I tr- ended up trading like a bunch of image books to some guy who was running a store <laughs> just downtown here. And that uh, seems like a steal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That was when all those like image books were coming out hot and heavy and everybody wanted those shiny covers with <laughs> the foil right. and the sure. embossed. And yeah, I, I had them all. And I remember taking my backpack and dumping it off there and saying, yeah, I'll just take the uh, superpowers Batmobile. The thing is mint. And I got that and I got a backcopter in the box. And <laughs> yeah, for a pile of now worthless image books, I'm sure. That's great. Well <laughs> That's done, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, but and so- that was one of those things. I remember my my uh, childhood friend Ryan had it down the street, mm-hmm. and I just I'd love to go over, and it's like I don't want to really play with you. I just want to play with this car. <laughs> just get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, less than after it for long enough until I was finally able to to land it, thanks to Rob Liefeld and those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's amazing. And that's the great thing about, about doing this as an adult too, right? And I don't know how old you were, but it it the ability to go back and I found a lot of peace in my collection this year because of, of going back and revisiting the toys. And I find myself actually sparking these odd memories that I had and so much enjoyment out of going back and getting those pieces that either you had and, and for some reason they ended up in a garage sale or they ended up, you know, in a cousin's house or something like that. But going back and having those, there's something to be said about going back and collecting, especially those pieces that that you lusted after, that you remember so fondly from this era. Even like you said, like even if they're not like 100% amazing or even in mint condition, I don't mind things that aren't minty, minty fresh because I like the idea that the toys have a bit of history to them and a few scuffs here and there kind of remind me of... Gives a character. Exactly. It reminds me of how I played with my toys, right? None of my toys that I have around here, except for the new ones, are without scuff. Like, it, it, there's something to them and I absolutely mm. love that. So, so Pete, man, what about you? What What is that one toy in oh, that man. retro line that, that just kind of screams Batman to you? For me... Uh, I, and I was lucky to coll- I was l- lucky enough to actually get, uh, collect this maybe like two three years ago, but it was the Bat Missile from the Returns line. Oh, yes. yes, that. So oh, yeah, I had and, that. Uh, <laughs> I did a video uh, with uh, uh, Jet Ramey for Batman on Film where we discussed toys, and I, I had my Bat Missile out, and I took it out, and I, I pushed the button, and it the sides fly off, and you see the missile, and it's so detailed, and it's it's great because it actually has the canopy, whereas the previous Batmobile did not have a canopy. Yeah, it was kind of a convertible coupe, and uh, that always bothered me. So <laughs> I always wanted like an actual Anton first functioning Batmobile. You know, like now I have so many of them; they're they're all over the place. I got little Hot Wheels ones, I've got uh, Matchbox ones, and. One, like one six scale, one six, all these different versions of Anton first Batmobile, but I wanted that, you know, nice like eight inch long car, and uh, I was finally I bought it on eBay, and um, it, it's one of like the happiest things I ever did. 
but uh, yeah, it's dude, funny because it actually only came with three because it had it has hubcaps. It only came with three hubcaps, so I had to buy a broken one for like fifteen yes. bucks for spare parts, and then I was able to take the hubcap out, put it in, and replace it. And once it was complete, it was like the greatest thing I ever did. Man, that's oh. amazing! I love that yeah. story. I love oh, it. Oh, it's it's so cool. It's so it's, cool. It's funny you say that because I have one at my parents' place. And I've asked my dad, he went bin dip diving for me back home and he dug out all my old Batman stuff. He literally just sent it to me maybe about two months ago, kind of, you know, mid pandemic, I was going through everything and he was going through everything. And he sent me all these figures. He's like, next shipment, the Batmobile will come and it's the missile Batmobile. Yeah. And, and if, it, if that thing's in box, like sealed, well, it's not. it can go for like an insane amount of money to the point where like, I, you know, I, I searched for it for like a solid two years before I bought it. Like it was something I, I really looked for for a while. What would yeah. one in box go for? Are you talking like three, four hundred or are you upwards of like? I'm like, I, I've, I've, I, I saw it in like the sixes. Wow. And that's expensive. You know, it's, that's expensive. You know, right. I, I remember, I think I paid, I want to say like 150 for it, you know, because I, I, outside of not having the hubcap, it's in perfect condition. Like I, I, I couldn't, I can't complain about it, you know? So like yeah. for the, I was like okay so for the one and then I was like looking around just like searching on eBay I'm like all right, well if this thing's broken and this guy's selling it for parts that's just what I'm gonna do you know so that's kind of that's kind of how that works <laughs> yeah to, it, to this day that's just, probably you know, the best Batmobile I think they've made for my money at least whoever made the electronic tumbler in 05 for Begins for for actually the Batman Begins line that thing's the second best Batmobile ever made. Cause it's, it's huge. It's a tank. It's got rubber tires, sound effects. Like you can fit a, a six inch figure in there. No problem. That's my second favorite Batmobile. But it's the uh, one with the three triangles on the top. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it yeah. may, it, th those are buttons and it makes noise and it, the engine, uh, the turbine lights up in the back. Yeah. That, no, that's a great Batmobile. That's another hard, hard one to find. Cause they just didn't make tumblers. They it's the last good Batmobile they've made. Yeah. <laughs> The ones they did for the Snyder movies were not good. And that's, that's a shame. I don't know. Mattel, Mattel well, dropped off at the end, man. It's got to be bread and <laughs> yeah. butter, the Batmobiles, right? Like this you, is... you would think if you just made a quality Batmobile that they would just fly off the sh I would buy one, mm -hmm. you know? Um, the, apparently right now there's this, uh, I know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have Costco in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm from New Jersey, so I guess I'm sheltered. <laughs> but uh, there's this, like, I forget what it's called, but there's this, this exclusive Batmobile to Costco for 20 bucks designed for 12 inch figures, but you're able to put in uh, a six inch McFarlane figure and it looks okay. perfect. And you could fit two of them in the car. Wow. So, and for 20 bucks, and it kind of looks like that Sean Gordon Murphy, uh, Batman white Knight Batmobile. It's got that kind of look to it. Oh, okay, so, cool. Like, but, uh, Spin yeah, Masters so like, did it. What was that? Is Spin Masters made it? Yes, that's it. It's Spin Masters. Okay. Spin Masters Batmobile. It's 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 all the rage in the internet now because it's like twenty bucks and it's it's pretty decent. So, That's yeah, cool. no, Batmobiles are great. I will buy if you guys make a good Batmobile. I would definitely buy one. Who doesn't love Batmobiles? I, not to go off on a tangent again, but I recently just purchased an Ecto One oh, from my childhood. Oh. Like I love cars, so Dude. You're, you're speaking Tim's Man, Ecto this One. Is, this has been my my, my brother's birthday. Months. I bought him the 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 firehouse. Come on, okay. So yeah, this is a match made in heaven here. Like I, yeah. I this it's just all about this going back and the Ecto one, the firehouse. These are things I got my eyes on because they're coming yeah. back into the collection. It's things that I had as a kid, and were and they're so much better than the play sets and toys that they have now. Oh, it's not even funny. 
and the way that some of this is put together, this even goes into the Batman stuff. It's it was it, that stuff was made to be played with and made to play with hard, yeah. like as, as yeah. kids. Oh yeah, like you know. I, I, I feel like they don't them. make die cast cars anymore because they're afraid kids are gonna like throw them out of them. Yeah. Like, no, you make die cast cars because they're gonna you know roll into the wall. Exactly. <laughs> I have a couple of the returns bat die cast cars, the little Hot Wheels ones with. I think oh, I got the, one right here. I got my duck. The boat and I got my duck right here. Oh yeah, no way. No See, way. dude, I love my duck. <laughs> Let's see if I can. I got the uh, the car, which, like you said, is uh, very beat up, and it took a, yeah. a few poundings it, off the wall. I have the I have the ski boat over here on my bookshelf. Doesn't it kind of bother you though? Like ski boat. It's got the it's got the <laughs> emblem on there. It's the one thing. Like, why'd you guys put that on there? It's not yeah. movie accurate. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I hear you on the accuracy. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for me, guys, like. It's not being a, a huge current Batman collector looking back on the pieces that I, I loved and I wanted. And this is where I got really itchy beyond the gold cards and that. It's Ooh. the animated series stuff. I have a Two-Face oh, yeah. here. And it was my favorite figure growing up, kind of when I was really into Batman, that animated Two-Face. And doing the research around this in the last couple of days, that line is incredibly deep. They produced almost yeah. every one of Batman's rogues and the variants on the Batman suit. And that's when the molds changed, right? Yeah. There was a lot of love that went into that line for sure. Like that's the first time that I can remember a major toy manufacturer actually paying attention to the art mm-hmm. and the details. The detail with, is yeah. so detailed. Like it's like Carlos said, there's, it, they were made with love. They were made with by fans for fans. You know, they got, it's, that, it's that simple because they, they look right off the screen. And they did a wonderful yeah. job with them. Like that Robin, it's mm-hmm. Bruce Timm's drawing come to 3D plastic yeah. life. It's yeah. yeah, all of it. And even while, like, even the shape of the Batman too. Like yeah. you look at like how they moved away from basically those the superpowers molds mm-hmm. and went into this new style. They picked up the style of the animation, which was awesome. Yeah, no, it translated really well from screen to plastic. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's a line that I now currently. <laughs> a few searches for here and there because there's there's just so much to it and like you guys said Mm -hmm. it's about the detail and the depth of it like i didn't remember how limited outside of batman the preceding lines were to all this and it wasn't until the 92 that you got the animated and it went like four or five waves deep and you got everything man bat two-face riddler i always love that killer croc oh yeah yeah that was one of my favorites like those like looking at the back of the cards being like, mm-hmm. That was like one of my favorite pastimes as a kid. I I never I, I kept the cards and I would keep them in my room and I would actually check off the checklist. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Is Croc it's the like, one that you had to the, yeah. you had to keep track and you know you like <laughs> this way like no you have to understand mom this is the one I want for Christmas yeah. <laughs> you know like it's I could show you this is what it is it's right here on this card and she's like you kept the box. Oh yeah, like and now it's like she's like can you get these boxes out of my basement now. <laughs> I still have cards from when I was a kid. There's this really funny story. It's funny you say that, Pete. When I was a kid and I used to be taken to church in that, I used to be allowed to bring one card back. And depending on where I was in in my childhood, you know, Batman was at one point. And I wasn't allowed to ever ask anyone for anything. Like if people would say, you know, what do you want for your birthday or anything? I wasn't ever allowed to say, I want this and just be like, be grateful that they're coming to your birthday or whatever. Mm. But I would bring these card backs to church and I'd sit beside an aunt or whomever and I'd just slide it over and I'd just point. 
I just tap my finger on the next figure and she'd be like, okay. She still tells the story to this day about me and like this like face being like, like, Hey, this is the one I want. And ah, man, like it's, it's, ah, it's just so much there that I remember and getting this two face. I still have it in my hand right now. I got this from my grandparents for Christmas been Christmas 92 or 93. Mm -hmm. Like I specifically remember getting it. Like that's that's how odd and fond this one action figure sits in in the recesses of my brain from from childhood. So, it's that animated series. It changed the game, and then you yeah. go on to to forever and all that. And that's when the sculpts change again. Um, I have the Riddler. I, I kind of didn't get the Two Face, but um, but nonetheless, that, that's that's really where all this took off. Because you guys you guys look today as at what we got and my collecting kind of stops in and around whatever it was 95 97 mm-hmm. when the those movies ended the the burton schumacher stuff but you guys have have carried on for for decades at this point uh, with collecting in that and i'm intrigued as to you know we've talked about the origins and the things that you coveted and kind of this retro space of batman toys i'm really collect, uh, really curious as to to what you collect now, Pete? What like what is it that you chase these days? Is it going back and getting stuff from you know the era that we just talked about, McFarlane's the the DC um, Direct stuff? Yeah, I, I I like collecting movie stuff, but what I consider like significant movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go out and get a bat hammer, but I <laughs> I have the Batman and Robin Batmobile. You know, yeah. What I consider like the movie accurate things. Um, the only reason I have like the yellow Robin is because he came with the the red bird but like he's on display with the red you know like the, you, you, carlos was i'm talking about like they made that yeah. they split it up this way you had to buy both of them yeah um, exactly but uh he's he's presented properly um like right now like i love i love mafex action figures mm-hmm. um i think they're the while the price point can be high like 80 bucks to 100 bucks a figure i think they're significantly cheaper than a hot toys but i think the detail is just as accurate and i think they're more like posable and i just think they're more practical because they're not you know giant 12 inch figures you know you have your six six inch scale figure uh that's probably like my favorite line but because of the price point like i kind of keep it strict Mm -hmm. you know like i I only really want like a specific batman figure or uh, a black manta or something like that um i love what mcfarlane is doing right now with their action figures i think mcfarlane is so brave and bold i mean they're they're re uh, they're making those uh, metal Batman figures, you know, all those crazy Batmans. Um, and Mattel never would have taken that chance. And, um, you know, the articulation on the McFarlane figures are great. And, you know, it just, Mattel was just, it tried too late in the game with double jointed knees and like, you know, ankle pivots. And it's like, you guys are like 20 years too late. Marvel <laughs> Legends has been doing this for how long? Like what took you so long? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, uh, 2000s. Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, uh, I like uh, I collect Spider-Man Marvel Legends for the most part, um, a Fantastic Four here and there, mm-hmm. uh, depending on like uh, what Marvel character I like. But um, I really keep it strict to Batman. And, uh, you know, I, I between like BVS and Wonder Woman, I got really into it. So I was collecting a lot of figures at the time. I collect, I collected a lot of those Suicide Squad and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman figures and BVS had a huge line. So like I I can get into it when the movie gets me pumped. I'm sure for the Batman. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, as long as dude, I'm dying to see what kind of t- whoever makes that uh, toy car. I'm dying to see that Matt Reeves Batman toy car. I think it, yeah, I hope man. it's something good. But uh, I'm looking to see what McFarlane does with the Batman. I'm looking to see what uh, Mafex does with the Batman. 
SH uh, SH Figure Arts makes some good figures comparable to the Mayfax too. Um, I think they're a little bit cheaper, a little bit shorter, a little bit cheaper. Uh, I prefer Mayfax, but that's just me. But um, you don't get quite the detail on the SH Figure Arts than you do on the Mayfax. But their Harley Quinn figure they made for Suicide Squad is better than the Mayfax one. So it's you know like everybody wins one somewhere. You know, so (laughs) that's like the big wig Harley Quinn figure. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm just pumped. uh, I'm dying to see just what batman it's i'm such a batman fan but I don't, I don't like metal so i'm not into like these metal figures at the moment that's why i was pumped to get that animated series blue mm-hmm. variant because nice. like oh this is right up my alley this is cool for me like i want this but um i i applaud mcfarland just for doing what they're doing because i just i can't wait to see what's ahead of us you yeah. know I, I scott snyder and metal's hot right now so i get what they're doing but um I'm really excited where they're going. Yeah, McFarlane's taking it to the next level with their toys, and it's something I haven't mm. dipped into quite yet. But it's so attractive because, like you said, they got the articulation, they got the quality, but they also got the price point. Yes, like they're significantly cheaper than a Marvel Legends or a Black Series, which is in the same scale. Actually, I think the McFarlanes are slightly bigger, and they're they're yeah. more detailed. They're I bigger. Think McFarlane's more... more of a seven inch scale. Figure. Yeah, yeah, and there's more plastic to them even. Yeah, and they're that's... they're hefty. They're that's a hefty figure. They're and, big uh, figures. That the they came out with a vehicle for Batman, the Bat Raptor. I yep. finally saw it in person at Target when I picked up that uh, that blue variant. That is that is quite the vehicle for twenty bucks. Like I was really impressed. I almost picked it up myself if I had like a diorama piece. Uh, yeah, no, th- I mean I'm just really that he's one vehicle in, and I'm like, wow, you did this on one. <laughs> and this is just me looking at it in the package. I'm like, the paint looks great, and it just looks so detailed. And it, again, it's a hefty figure. It doesn't feel like it's gonna break in my hands. So like, I'm just loving what they're doing. The McFarlane line in itself, and again, not being like in the bat space collecting right now, but the transition from Mattel to McFarlane, you know, we've hyped that huge on the podcast because we've seen. Mm that directly translate to quality, that change, that shift in what they're doing. And I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to be this easy and fluid, you know, like I'm really surprised. It was like finger snap. And all of a sudden it's like the line to be collecting in DC. Like it went from like, there was no warm up. There was no, okay, well let's see how they get on the production line. Okay. They came out with a really hot first wave, but the second wave dipped down. And we see that all the time in some of these where you get kind of just a a stinker of a wave and it just doesn't Mm go. But, you know, transitioning from from that, the DC Universe stuff into this, and then you've got the Woman 80, Wonder Woman 84 stuff that's on the pegs right now, and then moving, like, it's it's just great that they've been able to hit the stuff that's hot right now, the movies, and then also some of the comic book, and then to toss back to the animated series. Yeah. Like, they're doing great stuff, and the diversity in the line is what kills me. Is like, I want, and I don't know comparably if the McFarlane's going as deep as say like your Marvel legends, you end up with a line that is characters that no one's ever heard of. And this seems to be quite prominent characters. Yes. We're pretty early on in the line, Mm -hmm. but I I love what they're doing there. And Carlos, I know you you're loving this space too with regards to McFarlane and what's going on, but what's going on kind of guys more directly with your action figure collecting in the Batman space. It's, it's been something that uh, through our encouragement, our good (laughs) friends, the co-host Troy and Sanjay myself, that action figures have have now taken a more prominent role in the collection again. (laughs) Yeah. Again, being the operative word. Cause yeah, Yeah. I was out. I was totally out. Like I had kind of like with Pete where I'd put together what I figured to be an idealized line of the figures so like the animated series, I had just like the regular combat belt, Batman, regular Robin, and then like one perfect version of each of the villains mm-hmm. as they appear on the show. And then I did like new animated and stuff. And then uh, I capped out with uh, Batman Begins. 
like the Dark Knight figures came out. I didn't love them, and I was like, ah, you know what? Like, I'm not really this. Great I didn't like any of those things, man. Yeah, the poses were weird. I thought the figures were just awkward looking, and like, and then they tried to do that like period where they were like in a different time era, and they're just funky, funky, <laughs> funky stuff. Yeah, like, and I had, actually I did the the figures from the Batman TV sh- uh, show, and those were such cool figures that yeah. these, yeah, the Dark Knight ones left me really cold. So yeah, yeah, I was totally out on the the action figure space until these guys. And so I got like the one-two punch because these guys are encouraging me to get back into that plastic. And then McFarlane kicks down the doors with these amazing seven-inch yeah. figures. So, um, yeah, I, I've i dipped back in and, yeah, I'm crazy excited about everything I see McFarlane doing. And I went from like no action figures to sending DMs to our buddy Darth Goody saying like, hey, can you uh, hook me up with some of these Walmart exclusive metal figures because i don't know if they're coming to canada or not but uh yeah like for the price and what you get you can't beat them and speaking of which i am dying to see if mcfarlane will tackle a black mantis sub oh i would love to see them tackle that for aquaman too yeah why not why not yeah like you know like it was in the first movie so like we kind of got an idea what it kind of looks like just and i just want to stick one figure in this stupid thing just one that's all i request just one figure in this giant sub i'll buy a fish tank and i'll make this huge display for it if if he does this for me i swear to god i'll do it i'll buy a giant fish tank and i'll put a bunch of figures in it i don't care but i want that sub you know yeah that's amazing sub yeah i can't wait to see what he does like in that movie space because like the wonder woman figures are amazing yeah and speaking of which, Timbo, they're on sale right now. I at saw Toys that. Us up here, I, so I dipped in. They're seventeen bucks, eighteen bucks on sale. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I got to take the your little daughter one there. deserves. Yeah. yeah, one of those two Dianas. If oh, not I, I would love to see him make a cheetah figure. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was disappointed that Harley Quinn never ended up seeing the shelves, but uh, yeah, that was odd that they didn't do really any Birds of Prey stuff. Like, well, it it's funny because I'm looking at my box right now, and there's there's a picture of Harley Quinn you know, a movie shot and uh, we never saw the figure release, but they did release what they claim is a, a Terry Dodson, Harley Quinn. It doesn't look very Dodson to me, but no, that's, um, the, that's probably the only bad figure in that line. I think that one in the animated, Superman, it's just very generic. Very... That first wave I thought was kind of just kind of like they didn't have time to prep. And then uh, you see what they're able to do when they actually do have time. Like mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> they, they just tease the Batman metal bat cycle. And I mean, this thing looks insane. It looked like it would give Ghost Rider like a heart attack. You yeah. know, it is an insane motorcycle. It's like a skeleton with wheels. I was like, holy cow. Is, so, is that the thing you sent us the other day, Carlos? The, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy, it man. Wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When did you watch his panel on Fandom yesterday? No, I did not. I missed it. Yeah. So he pulls out this Tupperware and he had a, he had a prototype of the drowned in there. Mm-hmm. And she looks amazing. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. how can I miss these metal figures? <laughs> I dude, I he he's he's designing he, t- Batman designed by Todd McFarlane, so it's like Batman. It's his version of action figure Batman. Yeah, it's not really my thing, but it looks crazy, you know. And I was like, wow, I was like, he's just he's just trying stuff, and you know, like I appreciate the efforts because eventually yeah. he's going to try something that I'm going to dig mm-hmm. into, and I'm going to spend about 130 on a wave. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were watching the panel and my wife was laughing because he's just like, basically the very first thing is it has to be cool. If it's not cool, I'm not going to make it. So if it's cool, then we'll go through whatever we have to do to be able to make this figure. And I think that's why the metal stuff appealed to him. Because like, 
I was out on the metal figures because I was just like, yeah, those there's like the four and the one like Grim Knight is probably my mm-hmm. favorite of them. Yeah. So I was like, if I can't get that one, I'm just going to skip all the metal stuff. And that panel and seeing how cool those figures were because he had like the, <laughs> he had the Dawnbreaker and it looked incredible. Like the paint, it looked like this thing was on and lighting these are up. things that Mattel and DC collectibles never would have made. No, no. you know, like no. they, they have hard enough time making dark side figures and doomsday figures, you know? <laughs> so like that, these are, these are the gambles that I think are really intriguing. And like I said, like while the metal stuff doesn't really appeal to me, I'm really shocked. And like, I'm like, wow, this stuff looks cool, you know, but <laughs> yeah. like, I can't wait to see what he has in store. Like the future's so bright right now for toys. It's insane. And it's been such an effortless move since Mattel lost the license. It, it yeah. truly has. I just, it's been such a, it's, it's been so much fun. Yeah. And oh, you contrast done... that to, sorry, Carlos, you contrast that to what we were just talking about, how it was kid focused lines and you go to McFarlane, which is collector focus. Yeah. Like they're, they're not mm-hmm. making these figures, at least in my opinion, they're not, they have other lines for kids in that, but this is specifically, and these characters you're talking about are specifically for collectors, yeah. which is awesome. It's like, this is how the far toys have come. Great. You know, like that's it. Like, uh, I mean, like when Mattel was making figures for like BVS through, let's say justice league i mean just the articulation was just so far off you know and then they kind of they stepped their game up a little bit and they came out with like that john wesley ship flash and the val kilmer batman you know and they had double jointed knees and arms and stuff but by then and then even the shazam multiverse figure had uh double joints but by then it was just too late they already lost the license you know and it's just like it's like you guys just didn't keep up with the times you know and i think mcfarland is just taking the torch and run well, and their figures were fifteen bucks more. Like, yeah. it was nuts. Well, and that 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 whole era of of DC figures too. You know, just from seeing them through wandering around in Toys R Us and that, one, they're expensive, and two, they never really had any fanfare to them. Like, they no. were just kind of there sometimes, and then mm. gone other times. And this very small DC, and then you contrast it to Star Wars and Marvel and the wrestling and all that mm. other stuff that's on the pegs. This stuff was so small. It, it, I know some of the guys up here, like Sunshine, that they were trying to collect them, just couldn't find it. There were and, mostly like glorified statues too. Like you can move the arm up and down, but like it, <laughs> you couldn't do anything else with it. You know, it was in that like fixed pose. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I always found it weird that you had the Justice League come out, you had Batman versus Superman a, f- a year before it, and then you had followed up by Wonder Woman, and you never really saw in any at least dramatic fashion, like you saw some of these toy lines rolled out in the past. You never saw any of that. Well, they took it. They, they rolled out a ton of things with BVS. BVS had a ton of figures. You know, you had two versions of Luther. You had that weird band. Yeah, bat thing. Yeah. You had so many yeah, Batmans. Right, right. Uh, Wonder Woman only had five figures. You had, you had Wonder Woman in her regular outfit. You had her in her black feather coat. You had Steve Trevor, uh, Hippolyta. So it's them. And then there was the bonus uh, Amazon figure. random figure. Uh, so there were only five figures for Wonder Woman as a whole, you know, which is but, which is not even a full wave. <laughs> yeah, and so, and it and then you had the build a figure was Ares, yeah. which looked cooler as a figure than it did in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, but like BBS and Suicide Squad, it was like collecting an army, you know. But they're just I never I guess maybe because I wasn't collecting them I just n- never found them to be prolific anywhere. No, and they all had that spotty. And I don't know if that's just a Canada thing, but. Yeah, the generic boxes too, right? Like the black and orange and... Yeah, they, they, they weren't the best. It was... BBS was hyped up for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. you know? And it was just kind of like, you, you you got sucked into it. 
you know, it's Batman versus Superman first time on the on the big screen. So that's kind you of could what, not. Yeah. At least for me, like that's where it was. Like I I got sucked into it. But I was so into BVS, you know. And then well, that's almost the fun part about that whole thing, right? Is the, the build, build up, up to the movie. Yeah. And I basically I everything that... before March 26th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I even find find myself that way with some of the Star Wars films, right? I'm a big lover of Star Wars, but mm-hmm. it's almost the grind before the talking about it, the trailers and the figure hunts, the drops, all this stuff that get me amped up. And I almost find that the movie itself, when it comes and by the end of it, you're kind of like, okay. But it was so much fun building into it because, you know, you're going to force Fridays. four years of buildup and, yeah. you know, and then you waste it all in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah, kind of fizzles secondary. out. <laughs> yeah, like the climax is almost before you get into the film. It's mm. like that's when the hype is at its absolute highest. Because that's when it's not, you know, this like <laughs> legend of a thing. Yeah. It's really there. It, you know, to quote Jack Snyder, it does exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, it's, it's something else. You know, we're talking toys here. It's, it's just absolutely incredible, but guys, I got to ask you one more question here before we kind of start to roll to the end of this episode. And it's what are you guys doing to celebrate bad day? Pete, man, do you have a ritual? Do you have anything that you Uh, do to celebrate bad day? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go to a local comic shop. Uh, I'll pick up, uh, I'll pick up some Batman back issues. I'll probably pick up a pop or two. Nice. I'll come home and I'll put on Batman Begins and uh, I'll just I'll just binge watch some bat I'll binge watch everything I'll watch some sixty six I'll watch little eighty nine maybe I won't watch a whole movie maybe I'll just watch specific scenes I don't know but it, it it'll be uh, it'll be you know Cape and Cowl Day in my house oh yeah, I love that sounds great man what about you Carlos like do you guys like as the Bat Fam do you do anything specific is this a you know a day where it's okay you leave me alone I'm, I sit in the Bat Cave and do my thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's always been kind of funny lately, where it's like sometimes it's a thing and we'll make a deal of it, and other times it's it just passes as a hallmark holiday kind of thing. So, yeah, like the last like Wonder Woman day, I did some art for my wife and bought her cupcakes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like my one tradition for Batman Day though is I will pour myself a nice whiskey and put the bottle down next to my chair and sit down and watch my favorite Batman, the animated series episodes or ones that I haven't seen for a while and just soak them up. And that's always, and there's a couple other things. Like I always go through whatever remaining Batman comics I have in my, in my backlog for getting up to date and read those in the morning and I'll have real bacon. Cause we're like kind of a Turkey bacon type of family, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Bat- yeah. Batman, Batman Day warrants real bacon. So that's right, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, man. That's it. That's that's incredible. And it's, it's funny because I, I don't. Is there a specific reason why it's a weekend in September? I know it started in 13 or 14 around the 75th anniversary, but it was in July, I think, when they had originally done it. And yeah, why is it, it in September? Is it, I have no idea. <laughs> just some yeah. random day. It's just, hey, September, there's no big major holidays. Let's throw. In the I, I, yeah, it's just like marketing purposes. I <laughs> well, think, it's or... the same as, as May the 4th, right? It's like that's Star Wars day. And like it, it's the same thing for me on that day. It's like the excitement grows, the hype grows. You use some exclusives and sit and watch Star Wars. And I've been reflecting a lot more over the last couple of years on Batman Day. And so the one thing I'm going to do this year is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pop on the animated series. Nice. It's something that I have not dove into in decades and I got to get my fill. And this might, 
entice me to go onto eBay or wherever and try to find some of these figs. So I got to be nice. careful. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday night. Yeah. I got to be careful if I have too many brews, if I end up doing uh, a little bit of online hunting. You're uh, dangerously close to Marty, who does have those uh, uh, sweet animated figures pop up. He's got a few. If you look by the air conditioner. That's our that's our local guy here. He's uh, yeah. maybe uh, about eight blocks from my house. And what yeah, it is dangerous when you go there because he's got a, he buys collections. He's got a little bit of everything in there. Mm-hmm. And if you go in there, oof, it's some some things are tempting, guys. But I'm looking forward to to celebrating Batman Day and and kind of consuming everything. Might pop on. Big fan of '89 uh, and Returns. Kind of relive some of that and mm-hmm. get a bit uh, itchy for some of those figures in in, uh, in that retro space as well. So, guys, man, Pete, this is this has been a ton of fun here, man. Talking toys is something that we yeah, love to do, it's and it's awesome. it's been a pleasure having you on on the podcast this week to help us celebrate Batman Day and help us talk about some action figures here. So, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online and also all everything you're con- contributing to in the Bat Space. Yeah, uh, check me out on social media, Instagram, Vero, uh, and Twitter, at Pete Illustrated. Uh, check out my podcast that I co-host with Eric Holzman, uh, Straight Out of Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on IG and on Twitter. I review detective comics and action figures for Batman on Film, so check out their uh, website, batmanonfilm.com. Check out his YouTube page as well. I got some stuff up there. Also check out my sh- uh, my shows straight out of Gotham YouTube channel because we're starting to do live streams. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'd love to get you guys on there. We have a show called the Iceberg Lounge, which is just kind of uh, like this, and it's just you know coffee talk. Uh, I'd love to get Carlos on there, get him a little tipsy. Here's here's some great stories, you know. <laughs> yeah, get that man. bottle of bourbon ready, buddy. But uh, yeah, you can find me over there, and just I, I love interacting and talking Batman, capes, tights, Spider Man, whatever you want to talk about. I'm down. Awesome. Awesome. It's been it's been a pleasure, dude. I caught the Iceberg Lounge. Uh, I believe it was this, or Carlos sent me the link. I, was it last night you guys did it? Uh, we did one last night, yeah. Yeah, last night. And so I, with a let's go on that. So I yes. I caught you guys there. is a fun time, and I love the vibe that you guys put out on there. So make sure to go check out Pete and the crew over straight out of Gotham, and then everything over on the, the Batman Podcast Network as well. Um, I believe that that's hosted by Batman on Batman Film. Batman on Film. Yes, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, man, if you guys want Batman... You know, you got to come to the goddamn Batman. But, oh, we got but, so many shows. I mean, Straight yeah. Out of Gotham, uh, the Batman Book Club hosted by Ryan Lauer, the Batman Podcast, uh, Batman on Film Podcast hosted by Ryan Haas, uh, Comics on Consoles hosted by um, Chris Clow. Uh, there's just so many po- great po- other podcasts on the network, so please give the network a, a chance. There's a lot of content there. I think you guys enjoy it. Yeah, there's an absolute ton of stuff in this. And Carlos, you know, I've been listening for probably about a year or so now. And Carlos, you're you're almost a lifer over on the the Batman Podcast Network. Yeah, man. Like, it, I remember following Batman on film when you guys were just a website, and it was taking me 45 minutes to download that first picture of <laughs> Christian Bale in the Batman suit yeah. for my yeah, dial-up I, internet. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, I, I followed you guys days. for a long time. So I feel honored to be podcasting with uh, an actual bonafide affiliate of the no, Batman on film. No, so. you're one of the good ones. It's it's my honor. It's, it's been a blast. Yeah, yeah, man, this is awesome. So hopefully this is something that can continue well into the future and we'll get Eric to spitball with us and our boys yeah. Troy and Sonny. And yeah, it, we're all kind of cut from the same cloth, it seems. so. Excellent, boys, man. Like I said, this is a ton of fun. I hope you guys are enjoying celebrating Batman Day. We've had a blast celebrating it here 
And you guys always know where you can find us. Handles are at the end of the episode, thenerdroom.net. You can find everything that myself and the crew do there. And guys, we're doing a lot more in this DC space, of course, Marvel, Star Wars, and beyond. That's our focus. If you can call that focus, is a little bit of everything. Looking forward to talking more toys, more Batman, and more everything. Because you know what, guys? The world's kind of weird right now, but fandom and the escapism is always there. And we're always going to be talking about it. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Again, Pete, thank you so much for joining us here in the Nerd Room. And until then, be kind to one another, be safe, and just have a blast on Batman Day. We'll talk to you guys next week. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Take your first steps into a larger world and head over to StarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Talk Star Wars, Sandcrawler Podcast, Rogue Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and the Skyhoppers Podcast. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.